So today we're going to try something new. We are going to do some coaching. Okay, so um, I use different tools. My favorite tool is the Worker Firing KV, and I have other tools in my toolbox. So what I did is I asked um, my community to share with me some things that they were wanting to do or result they were trying to create and how hard they thought it had to be, right? So the goal was to identify the goal, identify the result they want, and then what's in their way or what they, they think, you know, is in their way, right? And that's what we're going to coach on. So <clears throat> the goal with this work is to, one, shift how we feel about our goal, shift how we feel about how we think it has to be done, shift how we feel around who we think we have to be, how hard we think it has to be, and all of that. Um, and then when we shift how that feels, we can shift how we feel about the possibility of our goal and how we feel moving towards it. And if we think it's going to be really hard to do, right? And so when we shift those feelings, we have access to a lot more of our internal resources around decision-making, um, connecting with our intuition, and we can connect a lot more with our self-trust when we aren't in an emotion of um, insecurity, doubt, fear, overwhelm, that kind of thing, right? So the goal is to look at how can we make it easier for us to move towards our goal and the result that we want to create by questioning all the things we think it's going to take to get there and by changing our emotions around the whole thing. Right. So today I have something that was submitted to me um, by an amazing friend and peer. So I'm going to share it with you and then we're going to look at it. We're going to do some coaching. We're going to um, just work on it, basically. <laughs> OK. All right. So I'm going to share my screen with you. And then we can work on that. And I hope my, I feel like my camera isn't zooming right, but whatever. <laughs> okay, let me show this. Okay, so this was, I think that a peer, a coach of mine, a friend um, who shared this with me. And I want to work on it with you. I want to show you how I would approach this, what the whole process would be to coach through this and how we can shift our feelings when it comes to reaching this goal. And maybe that means there's something you can take away for your own situation and all of that, okay? So what she said was, I would like to create more resources for my clients. So for example, podcasts, worksheets, concepts, tools, a program eventually more intellectual property. So the second question I asked was, how hard do you think it has to be? And she said, this feels fun, but really hard. I'm great at thinking of ideas, 
not great at focusing and completing projects. My mind feels very scattered and I get so easily distracted and overwhelmed when I sit down to do things. So it feels like overcoming ADHD to do it, which feels hard, even physically hard. So my thoughts are that I need to be more focused. I need to be more disciplined. I was worried for a second that I didn't record. <clears throat> I need to fix my brain chemistry. I need to get more clarity. I just need to hire people. I need more time. I need to completely heal my entire body and brain and rewire myself, and then I can do this. Okay. So here's where I want to start with this. We have identified that the goal is to create resources and intellectual property with what I know, right? Essentially, that's what she wants to do. She wants to, and, and this is my guess, but my guess is that she wants to put her own essence, her own magic, and her own you know, method and approach into what she teaches her clients. I think that she has this inkling that she has something to offer that comes from inside of her and that isn't just something she's teaching that she learned from someone else, right? Which is pretty basically the definition of an intellectual property. Okay, so this is the goal, right? <clears throat> All right, so now what we're gonna do is um, I'm gonna identify some of the things that, you know, I think are creating overwhelm, stress, um, things that are creating feelings that aren't supportive. Okay, so it feels hard. So, or it has to be hard or it's going to be hard. Right. Um, I'm not great at focusing on and completing projects. Okay, then she says, my mind feels scattered and I easily get distracted and wrong when I sit down to do things. Feels like overcoming ADHD. I need to be more focused. I need to be more disciplined. I need to fix my camera stream. She just said all this stuff, right? This was really, she's a coach. She knows her thoughts. Okay. So there's different ways that we could approach this. Um, so a lot of the work that I do is around the work of Byron Katie, right? And a big thing with the work of Byron Katie is asking ourselves if it's true. Is it true? And then the last part is turn around. So we turn it around and we find something that's as true or truer than what we're thinking, right? So if we have the thought, I don't know what I'm doing, then we would question it. Is it true? Then we would ask, can I absolutely know that it's true? How do I feel when I believe the thought? Who would I be without it? If, if it wasn't possible for me to believe the thought, how would I react? How would I feel? And then we turn it around. Um, there's different ways to do it. But essentially, if the thought is, I don't know what I'm doing, we could turn it around to, I do know what I'm doing, right? <clears throat> 
and I've done it for years. <laughs> so I want to approach this not in a way where I'm going to tell um, this woman what to do because I don't know what's best for her. I think we all know what's best for ourselves and we're all equipped with intuition, gut, um, and self-trust, right? We all have in our guidance that tells us what feels easy, what feels good, what feels right. And those are usually the things we're meant to be doing. But in this case, what I want to do is I want us to identify the places where she's believing something that might not be true and how we can shift that so that she can create her intellectual property without all this pressure and stress, right? So these thoughts, it's going to be hard. I'm not great at focusing on and completing projects. I'm, I feel scattered, distracted, overwhelmed. Um, I need to be more focused. I need to be more disciplined. Essentially, all of this stuff, what it tells me is it's not possible for me to create something valuable while being fully myself and working in a way feels easy and natural to me. So what I'm thinking is she probably has a, um, an idea in her mind of what it looks like to create intellectual property. Maybe she thinks that she has to sit down. She has to be able to film hours and hours of content on her own. She has to be able to prepare it all. Um, she has to know in advance what she's gonna say. Maybe she, has, she thinks she has to be really put together as she does it, right? So she probably has a definition of what it looks like for something to be valuable, right? So in this case, I would probably ask her, what is your definition of valuable or what makes something valuable, right? So that she can look at <clears throat> whether she's thinking that what she's able to create isn't valuable because it doesn't look like what someone else is creating, right? So if we were to look at this, it's not possible for me to create something valuable in a way that feels easy and natural to me. Let's just do it like that. Let's just cut this out, okay? It's not possible for me to create something that's valuable while doing things in a way that feels natural and easy to me. <clears throat> so we would question that, we would ask, is that true, you know? Um, she might say, yes. Then we would ask, can you absolutely know that it's true? And here I would definitely say no. <laughs> it's okay, she would say yes. Um, then how do you feel when you believe the thought, right? So it's not possible for me to create something valuable, which means when I am working in a way that feels good to me, what I create can't be valuable, right? Because I can't work in a way that other people do, in a way that other people create intellectual property, <laughs> which in her brain equals, if I myself and I do this work my way, it won't be valuable, right? So we wanna, we wanna question that. And so how would you feel? Well, she says that she feels overwhelmed, right? How do you feel 
that's the only thing that's stopping you. That's the thing that's creating the pressure, the distraction, the scatteredness, <laughs> the overwhelm, right? It's that pressure that is taking over you and your body that isn't allowing you access to your own knowing wisdom value and all of that. It's making it hard for you to create, okay? Because there is no obligation to create any specific way, okay? So what we do next is we do a turnaround. And I'm just gonna take a really simple one here is it's possible. I said, not. It's possible for me to create something valuable in a way that feels easy and natural to me. Okay, I'm just gonna come back here. Copy this, just so I can remember exactly what it is that she's wanting to create. Don't mind me, I like visual stuff. When we do a turnaround, we then have to find examples for it because what we're doing is we're giving our brain something new to believe in. And then we're looking for proof to back up this new thought because we're essentially choosing to believe something that supports us rather than to keep believing something that doesn't. By the way, I smashed my the door of the car on my finger, so I'm really sorry. That's a little gross. Okay, <clears throat> so now what we're going to do is we're going to find examples. And um, it's funny because it was so easy for me to find at least one, but we'll find more, okay? So the first one is, it's possible for me to create something valuable in a way that feels easy and natural to me. So she said, podcasts, worksheets, concepts, tools, a program, eventually some more intellectual property. And her problem is, she has trouble sitting down, focusing, her mind gets scattered, she's easily distracted and overwhelmed, that kind of thing. <clears throat> My idea here is that if she's someone who struggles with ADHD or anything in the same sense, it doesn't make sense for her to try to create intellectual property in a way that requires her not to have ADHD, right? So what we want to do is we want to look at what way will feel easiest for her to create something. So there's this idea that I like, and it's that it's not the container that creates value. It's so right. So if it's not, let's say, a course versus one-on-one -on -one coaching, one or the other isn't more valuable. What's going to allow the value to come through? is whether or not you allow yourself to choose a container that allows you to create in a way that feels easy. So you need to pick the container that allows you to create in the easiest and most natural way. Because when you create in a way that feels easy, that's when all your magic and all your value will be able to come through, okay? Here's what I know about this person. She's a one-on-one -on -one coach. She does coaching. So she literally spends time talking on Zoom like this with people, okay? 
if she can do that, I know that she's going to be able to create intellectual property and to create something that's helpful for others. <clears throat> Sometimes all it takes is a shift in your thinking around how you think it has to be done, right? So <clears throat> it's possible for me. So I'm going to do this in the third person, in the third person. Anyways. So she's a one-on-one -on -one coach. Right? If she's able to create value in that way. So here's the, the thing I'm trying to get at here is that she can create value. Maybe for her, it's about being in response to someone else. This is a lot about human design as well. So I don't know if you're into human design or not, but a lot of people create in response and there's also i don't know what your type is but generators they don't usually come up with the ideas i think or something like that or they do have their own ideas but they're a lot more in response to what other people need right um they're the people who will allow the ideas of others to take shape into the world right so for some people their natural tendency or their natural gift isn't necessarily, well, so you said you had ease with coming up with ideas, just not following through. There's this other um, assessment. It's called the Colby Index. I'm just going to write it here so you can see it. Colby. Colby. Colby A Index, it's called, okay? And this is all going to make sense in a couple minutes. So the Colby A index tells you how you take action. So there's the quick start, there's the follow through, there's, I don't remember the other two, but essentially if you don't have a lot of follow through in you, you're going to be a lot more about ideas and a lot less about making it happen and creating a system and a structure to follow it through, right? So when you get to know yourself and your way of taking action, and that's what the Colby A index does, it's, it's, it tells you your conation type, so conation like this. And that is your way of taking action. So how you take action in the world, and that doesn't change. It's not a personality test, it's really a conation type, it's just your way of being, which is the same since birth, and it's always gonna be the same, right? It's just how you function. <clears throat> So how you, it might be worth looking at how do you create and how do you have ease in taking action, right? Instead of constantly trying to go against yourself and how you naturally do things. So there's those two things, right? There's human design, there's that. Um, maybe you're better in response. So here's what I might say, because if you are able to do one-on-one -on -one coaching, you are able to be, to create something in response to someone else's need. So if you were to want to create a podcast episode or let's say a program or even a tool, right? A concept. So, and by the way, tools and concepts aren't created. They aren't planned, right? Tools and concepts aren't planned in advance. They are uh, created retroactively. Okay. So you don't create your tools and concepts saying, I'm going to create a tool today. When you look back at your own tools and concepts, you look back at 
what did I do that helped me get here? What did I do that worked for me? What are the things that helped me get my results? What is it that, you know, you look back at the things that you have done that have worked for you over and over again, the things that you've adapted to yourself, that's how you notice what your tools are. So you actually don't even need to think about creating them. You just have to be able to look back at what you've already done and be able to notice what those things are that helps you get there, okay? So I'm pretty sure you already have the tools. And I know this person, right? I know that you are very intuitive. I know that you are very caring. I know that you are a healer, right? So already there, you have three things that you have probably adapted to yourself and you've found ways of using those three things in your own way and to your own advantage. It's all a tool and concept, okay? But so here's the thing. And going back to the, the idea of one-on-one -on -one coaching, if you were to create a podcast or a program, right? If you are able to respond to someone on a one-on-one -on -one call, you are able to respond to a need or to a question, right? So if you want to create a program, you don't have to lay out 20 videos to film and then plan out all the content inside and then be like, okay, I have to sit down and plan all this stuff, right? If you're able to do one-on-one -on -one coaching, then you can approach every single video like a mini call, like a mini client call, where if you had a client who would come with a question of, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I'm trying to do. How can we approach this or, or how can you help me or what would you say to that? Then your module or whatever would be in response to that. Okay. So you could just film yourself answering a question. Um, and I have so many things to say about this. Let me just finish this one. If she's able to create value in that way, Podcast in response to a fictional line or whatever. Um, so here's the thing is we usually have the idea that, and by the way, I'm breaking all this down and I'm infusing my ease approach into this, um, into these turnarounds, but turnarounds can also be much simpler, okay? So if you tune back in next time to this kind of training it again, you'll see that it can be um, simpler, but I'm just diving in and I'm just rambling on, but yeah. So um, podcasts we usually associate with sitting down, recording audio, some people write scripts, they plan them out, right? Um, and you might have trouble thinking about what are all the topics I'm gonna to talk about? I'm not really sure. Um, then <laughs> a podcast is just a container, right? And you can create it in whatever way you want, just like you can create anything in whatever way you want. What you might think about is what's the way in which you express yourself with the most ease, 
if you were to get on a call with someone, like let's say your friend, I know you have a best friend that you're very close with in the coaching industry too, is if you were to get on a call with her, I'm like, would you be able to just ramble and talk about and go on about a topic you really enjoy for a while, right? That if, if the answer is yes, then that might mean that you're a verbal, you express yourself verbally, okay? So in that sense, and, and you can go back to human design and look at your, your um, throat center. It really informs your way of communicating. But um, so you could approach it then with um, either just pressing record and you just talk about something. You can have some prompts and you just talk about something. Or you can approach it in the sense that, and, and this to me, marketing is just doing more of the work that we love to help people before they pay us, right? So if you want to look at podcasts in a way of coaching people and helping them find their own answers, you can also do that, which is kind of essentially what I'm doing right now, right? So um, it's possible for me to create, and this is her turnaround, it's possible for me to create something valuable in a way that feels easy and natural to me. So I can choose whatever way of expressing myself feels easiest. Adapt my content to that. Either podcasts or programs. So if you express yourself verbally, let's say you want to write a book, then you could speak your book, download or sign up for Otter. Otter. I think this is this. Um, and just get transcripts of everything. And then you could have someone edit it for you if you don't want to sit down and do that. Right? Um, if you can do the same with podcasts. If you want to take your podcast for your program content, you don't have to write it out. You can speak it, verbalize it, get transcripts, and then you actually see on paper all of the value you have inside of you. It's actually how I process things, and it's really helped me see the value and see the concepts that I come up with. Um, if you express yourself more, let's say, in writing, then if you were to do a podcast, you could write it out and just record it, right? Just read it out and record that. Um, it really like, it, it really comes down to just adapting your content to the way that you express yourself with the most ease. So even if you create a program, if for you it feels unnatural to sit down and plan out all this content and know exactly what you're gonna say and that feels stressful, then don't do it that way, right? Because again, the thing that's going to allow you to share your value the most is giving yourself permission to pick the container or pick the way that you express yourself that feels the easiest and most natural for you, okay? Um, where ease goes, value flows, okay? Let's say like that, where ease goes, value flows. So whatever you make, allow it to be easy, that's where you'll create the best stuff, okay? All right, let's find our third example. It's possible for me to create something valuable in a way that feels easy and natural to me. And I'm gonna put this third example here. There is no 
container is more valuable than others. <clears throat> so I can pick the one feels best. And that's how I'm going to serve my people most powerfully. Um, that's our last turnaround here. And there's something else I want to offer about this is that let's say you want to create a program. Um, you could literally have three tools that you teach your people that you really know can help them. And then the meat of the program is just doing coaching, right? If coaching is your thing, and that's really where you come alive in response to other people, the value of the program can be you, can be you and your coaching and, and, and having access to you, right? Because if you really thrive in response to other people and their needs and their questions and all of that, then you don't have to force yourself to condense all of your value into this neat and clean program, content, whatever, um, because maybe you're just not meant to be condensed like that. Maybe that's just not you. And I really like that idea. <laughs> it's kind of like there's too much wild in you to be fit into a box. And that's okay. Your people are able to handle that. I know that for sure. Okay? They're able to handle your wild. And they're going to see the value in that anyways. I know you can find a way to create in a way that feels really easy and valuable for you. But I also know that if you keep doing what feels good, your people are definitely going to get the value and the help that they need from their work with you. So, yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop sharing my screen. So I hope this was helpful. Um, if ever you want this thing, this line, I can I can share it with you if you want. <clears throat> so thank you for being here. This is very fun. <laughs> I hope it was helpful in some way. Um, I hope the keyboard wasn't too annoying. But um, yeah, I think I'm going to do this again. I actually really like this. Um, I actually really like being in response to as a projector because it's when someone actually wants my help and they volunteer, you know, to um, not volunteer, but like when they want to know you know, and they want me to support them, that's when I can really serve and come alive and like share what I think, right? So I'm very, very, very glad. Um, and I'm definitely going to do more. So I have another one planned and then I'll, I'll um, see if anyone else wants to submit anything. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm going to open up a waitlist soon. I know it feels weird to say that, but because I'm going to have one program, one offer, um, well, for, for coaching and for doing this type of work. And yeah, so I'm going to open up a waitlist for that soon, but I don't really have any a page yet or any details for that. Um, but yeah, so if you like this, then maybe eventually you might want to consider that. But anyways, so... Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming. And 
I hope this was helpful and I will see you next time. Okay, bye.